other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I hope you had a great Easter for everybody that was celebrating. Now, today, as I understand it, this morning is still a trash pickup day. I don't know about you, but this transition to the later pickup times for trash have totally upended things that are going on in my block. I'm sure you got something in the mail about this. It's a picture of a rat informing, literally a rat. (laughs) I'm not talking about Sammy Gravano. I'm talking about a rodent. And informing you that the new sanitation pickup times have been moved from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. So now if you put out your garbage after 4 p.m. rather than after 8 p.m., you could potentially face a fine. And they say that this is going to give the rats less chance to fester, at least during the daylight hours. For starters, I wonder what this is actually doing for the rat problem, because I'm all for tackling the rat problem, but there are eight, nine, ten hours that the rats are still able to go out there and rummage through the garbage. Two, in my neighborhood, in Staten Island, we don't have a rat problem in the South Shore. So why should our neighborhood have to deal with the same difficulties, the same change to accommodate the rest of the city's rat problem? Now, I think if a local community board or even a local borough wants to adjust its uh, sanitation pickup times in consultation with the Department of Sanitation, I think that's one thing. But this one-size-fits-all approach to every single neighborhood, as diverse as they are, with the diversity of problems that we have, I don't think that works. This was a problem that did not need solving in my neighborhood, and yet, uh, come 8.01 on Sunday night, now you see all of my neighbors running out in their bathrobe or in their pajamas carrying garbage uh, to put it outside. And look, it's not the biggest deal in the world. doesn't affect me much at all because I don't leave until the evening anyway, but I just don't understand why we're forced to shoulder the burden when we don't have a rat problem. Beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight good morrow everyone this is the other side of midnight i'm frank morano well the state budget standoff continues it has gone for over a week now and unless the legislature votes in a special budget extender by noon today that will mean state government operations will shut down i'm sure they will that's pretty much going to be pro forma i can see this going on for weeks if not months there are a number of key sticking points in the battle between the legislature and the governor. We've covered them before. Some of it has to do with the higher taxes that the state legislature wants on higher earners. Some of it has to do with more housing that the governor wants in suburban areas. But the gist of it all, the crux of it all, really is bail reform. Governor Hochul wants to give judges more leeway to impose bail or jail people ahead of their trials when they believe defendants might commit crimes or otherwise endanger public safety. But she doesn't seem to have anywhere near the support necessary in either the Assembly or the Senate. They seem dead set against any change to the bail reform law. And now the longtime champion of the controversial bail laws has once again vowed to go on a hunger strike starting on Easter Sunday unless the governor surrendered in the ongoing budget battle. 
Seattle. That's right. Assemblywoman Latrice Walker, Democrat of Brooklyn, thundered at a press conference near Rikers Island. The governor is trying to do a wholesale undoing of everything we have fought for as New Yorkers. And I'll ask the same question this year that I did last year. Does anybody, least of all Governor Hochul, care if Latrice Walker goes on a hunger strike? I mean, her vote is inconsequential. The Democrats have a supermajority in the Assembly anyway, and really, it's just three people in a room negotiating Hasty, Stewart, Cousins, and Hochul. This is a lot of political theater, and maybe I'm at fault for even giving this any attention to begin with. I just find it laughable, the grandstanding that certain politicians are willing to do and for what cause. Let's see what happens. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. In my view, there are few politicians in New York City that are doing a worse job than the New York City controller, Brad Lander. Brad Lander made a big announcement a few days ago. He is using the city's $240 billion in pension fund assets to push what he's calling decarbonization. And basically, this is divestment from the New York City pension funds from stocks that have anything to do with fossil fuels. Now, the reason this is foolish is for two reasons. One, I'm all for green energy and pursuing green energy. But by divesting billions of dollars, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, whatever amount that we're talking about here, it's not chump change. By divesting from these fossil fuel companies, you take away an enormous amount of clout that New York City and the controller, quite frankly, had within these companies as shareholders. They could have steered these companies into a greener direction rather than just kind of doing a Pontius Pilate and washing the taxpayers' hands of anything having to do with these stocks. So that wouldn't be political grandstanding, though. That would be actual leadership and acting in a responsible manner. The other problem with this is that the taxpayers are on the hook to cover any downside of this. You see, Lander wants to make the city retirement funds completely fossil fuel free by the year 2040. But the problem is pension payouts are guaranteed So if these new green investments don't have returns as good as the rest of the stock market, city taxpayers have to make up the difference. Eight of the ten biggest environmental social governance funds underperformed the S&P average. So you're going to see the pension fund and by extension the taxpayers lose money because of this fossil fuel hysteria. And do you think Exxon, Hess... Mobile, any big oil company is going to make any change in its behavior because Brad Lander is pulling out? No, it's going to be just the opposite because the city will no longer have a say in how these companies are run as a shareholder. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. You hear so much bad news about crime in the news and on the radio that when there's good news, it's a real pleasure to bring it to you. And while make no mistake about it, crime in New York City is still a major concern for New Yorkers. But according to some statistics released by Police Commissioner Keechan Sewell, there's been significant 
progress on that front. Major felony crimes like murder, rape, and shootings have decreased, indicating that the efforts of the NYPD to combat these crimes are having a significant effect. So there is a decrease in the number of shootings. There's a decrease in the number of murders. There is still a big problem with youth violence, but this is a tremendous step in the right direction. And you don't want crime to go away all at once right now. And I know that sounds a little silly, but it's actually true because we're still not at pre-pandemic levels. And by having a crime that's still in the news and on New Yorkers' minds, both Mayor Adams and Governor Hochul can use those things to convince the legislature that they need to do something to fix the cashless bail law. So crime remained flat in March compared to the same time in 2022. And police officials, including Commissioner Sewell, are saying that the crimes that are still taking place, it's rampant recidivism that is the problem there. But shootings dropped precipitously. They tumbled by more than 26% from uh, last March, a year over year. Murders also fell by about 11%. Rapes and robberies down 12%. So, good news. Under Commissioner Sewell, New York is at least getting a little safer. Still a long way to go, but at least we're moving in the right direction. Beam me up. To be continued. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.